In today's episode, we open up the can of worms that is SaaS production hosting. Let's deploy. Hello and welcome to Push to Prod. I'm your co-host Colin and I work on UserLot, a customer growth platform to help SaaS companies build strong recurring revenue. And I'm Dan Miller. I'm building a SaaS for the first time and I'm learning as I go. Each episode, we chat about all sorts of things to do with the world of starting, growing and operating software businesses. Today, it's the 9th of April and it's Easter holidays time here in Australia and this is episode number five. What's been happening, Cole? Oh, mate, a big week for me. Um, got Yeah, lots on. We've been planning what the sale of our house. We've got to get out of that. Not our house, but our other place. We've got to move that out. Um, I've had trips. I've got two trips coming up overseas that I've been planning. <clears throat> and as a result, all the things that go along with that. So it's been plus work, obviously. So some gnarly programming sort of problems I probably will get into in this uh, this conversation. So yeah, a lot. And then obviously long weekend. So. Wow, busy busy week for you. I've probably got the complete opposite. I've had a very chill week and I've had a very chill last few days as well. Um, it is yeah, Easter holiday time, as we just mentioned at the start, and I've been doing a lot of not much, which is great. I'm feeling pretty good about it. I saw you on <laughs> so, Twitter, so you, you, you got a bit of work in too, I saw. Yeah, well, when I say work, yeah, built, uh, SaaS been, work. Yeah, been building a few little things on the side, having a bit of fun, playing around with, you know, doing, creating list filters and things like that. So, yeah. 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 So how did your, um, before we get into sort of the shop talk, how did your, uh, what did you do for your Easter, I guess? How does that flush out for you guys? Yeah, it's been nice. Um, day off, doing a lot of, um, yeah, we baked, baked some more hot cross buns again. <laughs> I, I mentioned that last week, but yes, they, came, they made a second appearance. <laughs> um, my mum and her partner dropped over to say day today, which was pretty nice. It was nice to see them. And yeah, we're just, you know, really chilling out. Um, I always found um, Easter was the best as a contractor, which I don't really do anymore, but as a contractor, or if you worked, you know, you do a lot of work overseas and especially into the US, Easter was the only weekend that it's like at least Australia and America and all they all took off. Like, like, you know, the US, they might stop one day for Christmas and they're sort of back into it and we're sort of in holiday mode or they're in holiday mode in July and you're like trying to close sales before the end of the financial year. Uh, but I feel like Easter is, I don't know, it's a good weekend to just most people disconnect, which has been pretty cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I uh, actually had a different Easter for me, which is very weird, but it ended up being pretty cool in the sense that I'm not actually with my kids for Easter. It's the weirdest thing. So we usually go to Armadale, which is where my wife's uh, dad is, <clears throat> which is really cold there too, apparently. And you're freezing by the sound of it down in Canberra. Um, <laughs> yeah. But because I've got, I've got these two big trips coming up and I've got like all this work to get done before I go, I was semi already going, you know, I don't know if I might. And we've got like, we have a horse, we have this dog that needs a lot of exercise, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, I might. Oh, my dad just had an operation last Tuesday too. So I was like, uh, I might stay home and look after the animals. And it ended up that way anyway, because um, we would have ended up with like all the other side of the family bringing dogs as well. They would have had like yeah. four dogs at their house. And I was like, that's, <laughs> and they're all big ones. They're not little anymore. They're all like yeah. energetic. Months and when, yeah, when they get together, <laughs> they just love just running around and romping yeah. with each other, right? Eh? Yeah. Chaos. So <laughs> they left their dogs. So I went, I'll, I'll stay home. So I've had a... Um, 
yeah, actually doing work, but also just, yeah, it's, I actually went to the movies by myself last night, watched Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, <laughs> so, how was that? I'll give it a six out of 10, but it still was funny. So yeah, it was good. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I did. I rated it. Uh, although, yeah, not a great movie if you probably don't like that type of stuff, but yeah, yeah I, I found it quite entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I would have liked it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, that's where things are up to. So yeah, I've spent the weekend, yeah, doing a bit of, you know, billable work, but also, as I said, trying to got some big, uh, not performance things, but things that can become performance issues if we uh, <laughs> sort of don't fix them. So uh-huh. yeah, sort of knee deep in that at the moment, which has been yeah. kind of fun. Well, that's a good sign. Like you, you, you're moving up the order of problem scale into, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, performance issues, which, which is a good sign in a way. It's hard, yeah. gnarly, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like um, some of this is caused because we have a lot of, like we don't have a lot of clients, but when we're doing them, the new ones, they're doing a lot of like manual importing of a lot of data. And once that goes in, it needs to index it because we use Elasticsearch. It's the first time I've really used Elasticsearch alongside, you know, the SaaS product. I actually reached out even to like um, Derek from, you know, um, Derek Reimer from Savvy Cow from his drip days going, yeah, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, because mm. ours is not similar drip, but it is in a way. It's a CRM. It's, you know, it's got segmentation, really flexible querying and filtering across all your customers and end users. So we thought Elastic will help with that because we didn't run, mm. want it to run into a bottleneck. However, obviously now, you know, just keeping that up to date can be quite challenging. Um, so, yeah, we're sort of in the middle of bit of that at the moment so i yeah. think i've solved come up with some creative ways to speed some things up so that's what i'm getting into it but yeah so it's, it's the indexing fun. that's taking the time is it yes yeah, so like we've got it really fast getting the data out but the problem is obviously when lots of data changes you need to index it again and that's it's that continual you know it's either going to be fast getting it indexed and slow getting it out or it's yep. that's at least that's what i feel or or fast getting it out and slow getting it in. And so it's just a matter of, um, and we found just look, it's, it's what you do when you, you know, build stuff quick. You, it, some of the way we're indexing is probably, you know, we could do it a bit, I don't know, a bit smarter. So we're not doing it as much, you know, and that's sort of what I'm going through at the moment, which is, yeah. yeah cool. And I'm not an Elasticsearch person, uh, like expert by any means. So it's a lot of upskilling on that, which has been yeah. kind of fun. Have you used any of that sort of stuff? Or? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. But that's what I was, I was going to say. It's <clears> the life of building things. Hey, you, you sort of just got to rip it together as fast as you can in the first version of it. And then later on, you'll sort of realize, oh, okay, it's got a perform- potential performance issue here or it's got a scaling issue over there. Yeah. And, you know, you've got these refactoring notes in your code that says, come back here and tidy this up. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and then you will. <laughs> and like we do know, like we talked about it, like um, – we know that, like, if something like so, because it, it really came like two more clients starting to use it, and you know they're startups, but you know once they start throwing events in, it started. I could see that the back end was starting to do a lot of indexing when it didn't need to, and it was getting a bit. You know, I had to scale it up and stuff. I know we could pull the whole elastic out if we had to, and still get by. So I feel good because we've got this back out plan. It would suck. We'd have to sit down for a week and just smash through and rework our, how we filter, basically move everything for Elastic queries into back into SQL. But um, mm. we know we could do it and we know we could probably scale that um, at least enough for the first few clients. But because we've gone so far down this track already, it's like, it's like the gambler's fallacy. It's like, <laughs> do you just keep betting on this? Or, so I, th- I feel like, just yes, we should up. because- <laughs> I feel also that once we need to come back and maybe put this back in, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd rather do what I'm doing now with no clients than 
try to put this in later when I've got Ooh, yeah. 50 clients and I oh, can't make yeah. a mistake. That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, uh, I once, I once, um, once wrote, I don't know, it was a tweet or something like that, which it was just the thought that was coming to mind at the time. It was like, enjoy the moments when you haven't got many clients or you've got no clients. Just enjoy the moment because you can muck around to your heart's oh, yeah. content. DB reset, play. at least with Rails, <laughs> Rails DB reset. We've done that a few times. I know yeah. yesterday, last week, you were talking about pushing to prod. Yeah. Anyway, it's on prod now. I've got to, you know, I've got to do it properly. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's true, but we still have occasionally reset our production database. Yeah. We don't yeah, now because no. we've actually got clients, but man, we were doing it as of probably late last year, even with a client, because we knew all the data they had was imported, so we could like yeah. blow it away and import it again. Yeah, so good call, like, you know, trying to figure out those issues now rather than down the line when you've got lots more customers on the platform. Yep. Yeah, but nice. it's always fun, you know, you got your head right in that and then, yeah, you know, like I was saying last week, you zoom back out and um, we've been looking at that positioning stuff still. That's why the beginning message I said, again, probably doesn't mean much to people, but a customer growth platform, we're trying to position this product not, as a customer success tool. And so we're trying to, and there's more messaging coming out in that. So it's been really interesting to, um, yeah, to start thinking about playing around with the website copy mm. and a um, <clears throat> bit of a segue into microconf because I'm going to microconf and one of the girls there does a tear apart your landing page type oh, session. Oh, cool. So I think I'm going to submit use a lot into that and get it ripped to shreds. Yeah, why not? <laughs> roast me. Just roast yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, Reddit roast me. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. When do you go? When's MicroConf? Yeah, so I'm flying out Friday morning. Mm. Um, yeah, so it starts Sunday basically, which yeah, yeah, is cool. Monday our time. But I, so, yeah, segue over to the weather. Um, I'm going to fly out and get there Friday afternoon and then head straight to Vale for two days, which I think I brought up last week. But um, yeah. I was looking at the weather over there. They had like a minus 16 day um, this week. It's not yeah, going to be that, that cold. <laughs> I was like, my Audi ski suit's not going to deal with that, is it? <laughs> That's pretty cold. You might even need some, yeah, some wax cream on your cheeks for that one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, it's not. it looks to be in that minus six range at night. So not as bad as that, but I was looking at it going, whoa, that is cold. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like they might be having some good snow over there then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't really look at how they had, they, you're right, they did have daily snow, but I don't know, like, it, to me, it's, it's better than Australia's snow, so it'll be oh. right. <laughs> there's, no, there's no comparison. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So now I'll do that for a day and then uh, that's the Saturday and then I'm going to come back into Denver Sunday afternoon and kick off the conference kicks off. It's like a, it's only a two day one, but you know, they've done a really good job of, um, I, I like that they've, it seems like there's not a lot of content. It's all really trying to make the found, there's 200 founders, make sure mm. that you spend a lot of time, mm. um, with each other. You know, that's what cool. I really like. So yeah. And yeah, I probably got something to ask you about that, but do you want to, I'm, I'm taking all the time at the moment. How did your, um. Have you got anything you want to bring up on your sort of tax side or? Oh, mate, no, like I said, it has literally been the chillest week. <laughs> and I think we've got a similar situation to you. We've got our teenage daughter. She's decided to go over and hang out with some friends for the weekend or not for the whole weekend, but just, you know, this afternoon and tonight. Yeah. yeah we're doing the same That's sort of thing. Got the, got the house to ourselves, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been really good. It got me thinking though, I, I've because I've had a bit of spare time, it's got me thinking and been playing around with a few things. And there was, um, there was a tweet that came up during the week where someone was talking about um, one of their um, hosting providers that they've got their SaaS running on, um, they let it get away overnight. And um, I, I don't know what happened is maybe they had like a bad bit of code or something like that. And it caused a huge um, a scale up 
in the in the hosting platform that they were using, and um, it turned out to be quite an expensive mistake. I think I think their uh, their their pricing, their fee that they they were chewing up at the time was going up towards three thousand dollars, and that was just in a twenty four hour period. Oh geez, and, three yeah, grand for one day. Absolutely freaking <laughs> out. And so that's when I, I I saw that tweet and I went, oh, this has got me thinking. Maybe I need to be really careful about uh, mm. how I'm going to be hosting things. And then it got me thinking even further down that chain. And I was thinking to myself, hosting is a big um, sort of area that not many people actually get into in much detail. It's it's one of those things that you've you've got to figure it out yourself and and get in there and have a go. But it's not like one of those huge topics that heaps of people talk about, you know. Yeah. So that's what I thought, you know, that I thought this would be a, a worthwhile thing for you and I to talk about. Yeah, maybe, I think so. so. And you, you picked the right, I mean, I'll admit I'm probably more of a, if you, like, not that we just talk DevOps here, but it is obviously crosses hugely into DevOps. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's definitely something that I'm a little bit more comfortable with versus, you know, front end, as you would know, like I always gripe about my bad front end design skills. <laughs> So, yeah, no, it is. It's interesting. You see a lot more stuff around UX and UI and building stuff and not so much, too much about, um, you know, yeah, the hosting of it. I I feel like, I mean, we'll get into it a little bit, but I feel like it's so easy these days to get something that quick on one of these, you know, um, these platforms, the service that sometimes people don't have to worry about it. Hence what happens with that tweet that you saw where yep. if you don't if you don't know about it or you're not taken uh, into consideration can come up with a pretty hefty bill yeah yeah so that got me thinking Cole I was thinking it might be interesting if um given we've got Easter holidays breaking Australia at the moment and look we're both you know we're we're making the most of our free time at the moment like with family friends activities you said you were putting together you know some things for your preparation for going away and also for selling that house I thought even though we're off busy having fun and you know we thought we still might put something together and get an episode out here today, but it's not a full deep dive episode that we've done in the last few. I mm. thought maybe let's introduce something. And the idea I had was maybe to produce um, a mini series. And what I mean by that is a series of episodes, really short and sharp, and we talk about the concept of SaaS production hosting. So yep. what do you think of that? I like it. I like it. Because, you know, there's I've got like, as I said, I'm pretty comfortable with certain aspects of it and even you know, you dial it back 10 years, you know, right into private clouds and VPSs and things like that. But I also feel like now it's moved along again. You know, you got that edge computing, obviously containerization, you know, Kubernetes is maybe on the, well, I don't know, it's, you know, you got your own opinions of that. But yeah, I feel like there's still so much even like for me to learn on it. So like as I embark on use a lot, we've done something a certain way. It's cool to sort of see what's out there. And I have not touched any of the ones like, which I'm assuming, actually, I don't know what you use, but the one you mentioned on Twitter, what was that one? That Was that? Oh, uh, I, I don't remember. I don't remember the actual details, oh, but okay. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 So I'm totally keen and um, cool. I know I've got some things to add, but I'm probably going to learn a lot as well. Nice. Well, okay. That sounds like we're on a green light then. So the idea here is... um. What we're doing here is a bit of a mini series. And like I said, it's all about SaaS production hosting. And it's a big topic. It's got many things to consider. And that's the reason why I thought let's break it up into a bit of that mini short episodes and keep them short and sweet. But in each episode, we'll probably cover one aspect related to hosting a SaaS. There's so much to cover. So yeah, we'll, we'll break that up. And the idea is we keep, keep them short so you can get through them. You can listen to them in bite-sized chunks rather than listening to us drone on for an hour and a half at a time. <laughs> so, so can I put yeah. in there? Are we going to like release them separate? We can, yeah. So I guess the question we've got is like why? Why hosting? 
why is that one of the big topics? And I did hint to that before. And why the reason I got there is hosting is one of those main pillars of SaaS. You know, when you think about the big ticket items that you've got to have when you're putting together a SaaS business, you've got development, you've actually got to build the thing itself. Uh, you've also got the hosting, and that's what I'm mentioning here today. And the other two are operations and monitoring. You know, once you've got this thing built and hosted, you've got to keep looking after it and making sure it's running smoothly. And the main one that everyone talks about a lot is that's marketing and sales. So if you think about those four pillars, everyone, you can find out as much as you want about development. You know, there's so much out there and there's an entire industry around helping people learn how to develop and build products. Um, there's a fair bit out there around operations and monitoring, not so much not as development, but there's still a fair bit out there and marketing sales, man, you could, you could speak to any you know person on the street and there'll be someone out there who want to talk to you about marketing sales. So there's no shortage of information in that, but hosting. Yeah. Like I said, not much out there. So that's what I thought we'd cover that one. Why hosting? Well, I think people will get a little bit out of that. Just listening to us figure out and, and share what we know about that topic. So, yeah. And I feel like too, I mean- to a certain extent, it's almost you get that sort of what is it like religious type. You know, some people, are, you know, keen on one, not yeah. keen on something else. Or like in the AWS and Azure world, you know, if you're on one, they're they're at you to drag you over to their one yeah. and stuff like that. So it's very interesting. You don't get that. Like if I'm into Ruby and I'm on Ruby on Rails, there's not much you can do to get drag me over to you know. Python or something because yeah, like, I have to yeah. rebuild my entire thing. But with um, hosting, depending, again, the type of tech and we'll get into it, there's options there. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting. What are the options, Cole? Like I've got a few that I've figured out, but I, I, I reckon it sounds like you know a little bit more about the area than I do. So what, what do you think the options are when it talks about hosting? Yeah, and look, I'll probably get people who are right into it probably laugh and We'll probably say something's wrong, but I feel like you've got, um, like you've got the old days of on-prem stuff where you, uh, you know, you had bare metal servers and ran them yourself, you know, or it probably wasn't yeah. even a server. It probably was a PC under your desk, you know, yep. as an old, you know, that, uh, <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> no it sort longer. of, no, and then it went cloud in a way, but it was private cloud, you know, you basically just hired VPS, you know, virtual private servers and, and, but you still had to do everything. Yeah. All you got was the root login and bang, you're in. And if you wanted to have it not skewer, that was what you do. That's still semi. And I would say there's a little bit of a crossover between that and just a little bit above it when you get, uh, I think we had it written somewhere like web hosting, you know, when you go get a C panel or like you're just running something like uh, WordPress. Hmm. You know, so it's still running on a VPS and you can almost get access to it if you need, but a lot of the times you don't have to. So that's a little bit of a step up. And then you get into that, um, you know, infrastructure as code. Now, these are the two that start getting a little bit weird. You know, you've got infrastructure as code and platforms as a service. Or oh, sorry, infrastructure as a service, platforms as a service. Yeah. Um, and those ones, I think, are the ones that might want to, I guess, detangle a bit and have different options. Because you yeah, could argue cool. there's also cloud, like the big cloud providers, AWS, Amazon, Google Cloud. But in some sense, they're pass and they're also infrastructure as a service as well, depending on the service you use inside one of those things. Yeah. So there's a whole host there, I think. But ultimately, that's sort of what you got. You got these people who are like, and each level of them are adding those abstraction layers on to sort of try and make it easier for you to deploy your app, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty thankful for that because I probably don't have as much experience in the hosting world as it sounds like you do. And so I was very happy when I started getting into this space to discover platform as a service, yeah. which is something we'll probably get into in one of the in one of the episodes. Yeah. But yeah, it made it very easy. I was just able to fire it up, 
give him my credit card, uh, get it configured, and up, I'm up and running, which is which is nice. Yeah, yeah so. and look at yeah, absolutely, and like for bootstrappers and startups, I mean, I personally don't use like I, I go straight to AWS through my own infrastructure's code stuff that I've written, like Terraform. You know, like I am. Containerizing. I should actually add containers in there. Do you think? Mm. I mean, where would you see containerization? It's sort of it's a bit some of a hybrid, isn't yeah, it? Between some of them use it. Yeah. and private cloud. Yeah. yeah, and I think some of them wouldn't work if they, you know, some of their deployment models are based on the fact that you're using containers. Some of them not aren't. So mm. it just depends on obviously the tech and the language and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you sort of just alluded to it. Like, when would you use it? And yeah, it, well, ease of we, use. We, we can cover those, can't we? Like, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. For each each one of those hosting options that you got available to you, I'm thinking in the episode we could talk about, you know, what is it? When yeah. would you use it? What are the pros and cons of using it? Some of the risks and things to watch out for. And, and of course, this is what helps makes it concrete. What are some of the example providers that provide those hosting services? Yeah. And interestingly, costs. That has a bit to do with it as well. <laughs> so I thought maybe we cover that. And I think one of the cool thing with the cost side is, not just like what it costs you, but what what um, vendors sit around it or what benefits do you have? Like, you know, like I know there's a lot of startup credits available for things like Azure, AWS, but does that, I don't know, and that's what I'd like to look into. If you went, if you go oversell, you, if that's how you say it, or you go some of those other platforms, do they have equivalent credits for startups? You know, I have no idea. You know, that's, Yeah, good question. I mean, I, I'm assuming heaps of listeners would know that. I have no idea because I don't use them. Um, yeah. But those things are all factored into the costs because you might look at something and go, oh, it's quite pricey, but if I can get $10,000 worth of credits, that lasts yeah. for two years, suddenly I'm not spending anything. And then AWS Absolutely. sounds very attractive versus one of the others. So That actually probably takes me to another point we could probably get into in the episode is, you know, what does a typical hosting journey look like? You know, where do you start and when do you level up from one to another? How, do you, how would you level up? And, the, you know- in relation to that. When do you even what, choose that? Yeah, is that related yeah, exactly. to like, you know, you sit down and say you, you boot, you're bootstrapping up a node project. Do you need to not even start one line of code before you start thinking about deployment or do you, can you build the thing? with? Yeah, like, so that's a really interesting, mm. you know, some of them are less, worried. like if you're in .NET, maybe it's less of an issue because maybe you're going to go straight to Azure and put it on app services or, but I know Rails, there's a million different ways you could deploy it. So it's like. Yeah, it's it's an yeah. interesting way to get there, and I'm I'm assuming it probably is up to your skill level as well. But it's a definitely a different journey, isn't? It? I mean, I remember um, times when I've worked for other people in other organisations, and they've got the luxury of resources, right? And so they've got an entire team whose job it was or is to set up the infrastructure, make sure it's all working. And then if you're in the dev space, you just basically have to go and speak to these people and say, right. I need a X machine that does X and Y, Z, thanks. Yeah. And I, then I need a couple of environments, please. I need, I need a dev, I need a testing, I need a staging, and I need a prod. And yeah. they'll sort it all out for you. Whereas in SaaS land, when you're doing it yourself or you're working with a few, small team, you don't have that luxury early on in the piece. Um, so you're going to have to make some interesting decisions up front. But then as you grow, you probably find that you've got some more resources available to you and you can actually start looking at various options on making the most of, you know, the various platforms and the hosting options that are there. So, yeah. Yeah, and where do you see, because like one of the things, I'm a big proponent of this, but it would depend on, again, the size of the company, is like you build it, you run it, you know, you deploy it. Like so that that whole thing flips some of that on its head even. Like I know at Lassie and 
one of their newest products they brought out, it was a build it, you run it thing. So even though they're a huge company and they've got Jira and all that, this small mm. department built this new Jira product and they ran it. It's run and deployed through their own DevOps in their team. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I feel is a, a pretty cool thing too, but it does mean just because you're a developer, you suddenly have to have either skills on your team or you need to level up your DevOps ability as well, because now it isn't just about throwing it over the fence a lot of the time and going, I need X. It's interesting one. It, it, it's, it's an art form and an, an absolute professional skill, DevOps, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was chatting to a few people who, who do this for a living, and I also saw an interesting comment uh, from a gentleman on Twitter who hinted at the sense that he's been working in this space for 20 years. <laughs> and so he, he calls himself pretty good, but he wouldn't say he's an absolute expert yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, 20 years, wow. Okay, so it's not something you can just go and think and have a, have a crack at yourself because, you know, this is one of those places where you'd see the warning sign at the door that says, here be dragons. You oh, know, gotcha. If you stuff up Have you logged you into AWS console before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, you know, if you get this wrong, you, you're either causing an absolute mess for yourself or you're opening yourself up to so much danger in terms of threat <laughs> and security risk yeah, so. yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's like, um, again, that's, I mean, that's a whole different topic again, isn't it? As, yeah. you know, in terms of the security implications of all of them, because it, to be honest, it doesn't matter which one really. Because, like, if, yeah. you, know, if you, you might go, oh, I'll do it all myself, but then you have to do everything. But, yeah. Okay, well, I'll put it on some other platform, let them deal with it. But then you're like, but it's quite complex to set up. And maybe I've done something wrong and now I've let, inadvertently let people in anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could tell you which- a dumb, dumb thing I did though once. Um, yeah. About that was accidentally. I have you heard it? You know, do you have dot? You know your dot files. Yeah, do yeah, you, yeah. So I used to. I stopped doing this, but it's quite common to have dot files in GitHub. You know, like to share all your aliases and stuff, and you'd go and look at people's dot files and go, oh, yeah, yeah. And my, I used the same set for I don't know, geez, five, five, ten years. Yeah. And a few years ago, I was just like, oh, I just might clean some up. So I'm going around cleaning up. It was like 11 o'clock at night. This is the dumb thing. This is why I don't do this. Yeah. Um, and I made some changes. I think, yeah, that's right. It was when Apple brought out Zed Shell right over Bash. And so I was cleaning and refactoring all my files. I went, oh, that's got it all good now. And just dumb. I like git added it and it, you know, it said it wasn't going to add all the files because I've got a bunch of ignores. I can't remember what I did, but for some reason I overrode whatever I did and I Ooh. checked everything in my home directory in, which included Ooh. the .aws slash credentials file <laughs> with all the AWS keys, yeah, checked it yeah, into, yep. pushed it into GitHub, went to yep. sleep, <laughs> went <Yep>. to bed. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't give you a warning or anything? Uh, there was no, not there was when, no- uh, It did, but about two or three in the morning, I just checked my messages and here's all these emails from- GitHub going, we, we've scanned, yeah, they scan your accounts yeah, and realise right, you've yeah. got the keys. Yep. AWS shut my account. Um, but because I had, like someone did start, it was lucky it wasn't on any of my client stuff, but it was just on my own V, um, what's it called, AWS account. Someone yeah. got in and yeah, they just start kicking off Bitcoin miners or whatever. But oh, it was the dumbest. I was literally the most stupidest thing I've ever done in my life, like in terms yeah. of tech. And I was just like, Are you? and I had to obviously cycle all the keys and went through everything. Everything went, worked out okay, but I was just like, yep. that was a dumb thing to do. No, don't, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. It, <laughs> it happens more often than you think, oh, trust me. <laughs> the fact that uh, all those providers scan the yeah. codes for that stuff, it just tells you how common it must be. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, don't do stuff at 11 and don't check things in and then go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. Which um, probably takes us to the last little thing that I think we might want to look at in this mini series is how do you skill up? So, you know, 
where where can you go for learning resources if you're starting out and you want to do it yourself or um, later on if you're thinking about um, hiring in someone else or paying someone to do it for you um, you know where do you get some specialist support services how do you do that and even even in the long term if you can find your your organization's going to be big enough and have a bit enough resources you might actually hire people in-house to do this for you so how would you go about doing that that's that's something the things I think we might want to talk about as well how would you skill up around hosting and and devops yeah mm. yeah yeah no it sounds good yeah I like it um plenty of people I know who would also you know either contribute or or we could uh hit them up for different questions on that sort of things as well and there's That'd a lot cool. of um pricing I know one of the guys from microconf um you know run those you know like cloud auditing cost things, you know, for you. So you can sign up to them and they can alert you and all that sort of stuff because that's exactly right. That half the time they're supposed to be cheaper and easier for you, but obviously if you're not watching it, they can be rapidly become more expensive. There was a gentleman by the name of Dean. Um, I forget Dean's surname, but Dean was running this um, this uh, podcast with a gentleman by the name of Simon who created Snapshooter. Simon's over in the UK and Dean's job, one of the skills he had was actually helping people make the sense out of AWS and around the pricing models of it. Yeah. So it was an, yeah. it was a, it was an absolute, absolute service in itself. So yeah, you, you're right. It can take a bit of skills there. So <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, they're all, I mean, again, not jump on the boat, but have you, do you use any of them particularly or you're not like as in terms of Azure, Google or AWS, the big three, I guess. I've been playing around with AWS, AWS, and I've also just been playing around with um, one of the platform as a service providers named Render. Render.com. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so, um, yeah, because I always, I don't. The reason why I ask that is I just I don't know anything about Google Cloud. Like I've mm. hardly ever done Azure and AWS, so it'd be interesting to know. Yeah. About that one, but um, it's it's a long. It's definitely a third place compared to those other two, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess it's watch this space, listeners, because. Uh, we're going to figure out as well as we go, and we'll share that with you what we find. Um, that's that was the whole idea about the episode tonight, just to give it a bit of an intro, let you know what we're thinking, and let you know where we're going with it, so you can join in and follow along. Yeah, that's no, it sounds, pretty much why really on, the, on the subject tonight, Cole. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. Hey, I did have one more point. I forgot to bring it up at the beginning about microconf. I, was, I wanted to ask you a question and get your advice, and maybe the listeners, if they can, if they actually have an opinion. I have to pick a micro excursion, which is just. For two hours on the Monday and we go, you know, you go, you pick up one excursion out of, I think, five or six. What are your options? What do you, what do you get to choose from? So there's five, right? So there's go-karting, which uh-huh. I like go-karting. I think it's quite intense. I always end up with really sore hands. I don't know. Have you been go-karting? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. get blisters. <laughs> yeah. you just like, you can't unclasp your hands. No one can see what I'm doing here. But yeah, so there's that. That sounds, and I also know a couple of people well, when I say no, I don't know anyone at MicroConf, but I know them digitally, some of them. Um, I'm going to – one guy's going and he asked me if I'm going on that one. So I was like, oh, that could be cool. Then there's one called – I have no idea about this – Explore the Weird and Wonderful at Meow Wolf, which is enter a world of imagination and creativity at Meow Wolf, an immersive art experience. So it's combining technology, storytelling, interactive ex- ex- exhibitions. Looks cool. I yeah. have no idea what it is. It's an it's an immersive art and it's entertainment creative. production company, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a safe one that I originally did. I put my name down for this straight away because I thought, oh, this is easy for me. And that's downtown Denver pub crawl. So that's, the only thing is 
I feel like there's going to be a lot of drinking anyway. And so I was like, mm, <laughs> that was probably a dumb decision, but I can change it. So that's hence why I want to ask you. Um, the funny one, which is limited capacity, is when in Denver, cannabis tour. So they don't call it the Mile High <laughs> City for no reason. And I thought being an Australian, I mean, I have been over there a fair bit anyway, so it's not really new news anymore, but it is different culture. It is least. different, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely not, you don't see that here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe that one. I don't know. And then you're obviously just hanging back at the hotel and catching up with other people. So yeah, I need to choose, I guess the pub crawl now I'm starting to think no, because I can, I'll do it okay. anyway. So yeah. really it, to me, it's a cross between go-karting, the art one or the cannabis one. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know, I'm stuck. But the problem I have with the go-karting one is I want something where I can talk to people and you're going to be go-karting. So then I'm like- Yeah, there's no talking there. You've got a helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Would any of them, what would you do if you were going? If it was me, let me think. I would probably check out the Meow Wolf thing. That that sounds like my cup of tea. It sounds like a bit of a- quirky, kooky type of art experience. Yeah, that sounds like something I'd enjoy. It's pretty creative. So um, yeah. like like you come out of there with and that's sort of what you want sometimes. And when you're at some of these startup conferences where it's probably very uh I don't know what side of the brain it is, but you know, like it's very analytical. You're talking about sales or product or whatever. It'd be interesting to take a yeah. couple of hours out and go, whoa, okay, that's <laughs> totally at the same time, different. I'm also thinking that, you know, Going to a conference like this, it's always a good good way to make friends and meet, you know, build long-lasting relationships with people. Mm. And what better way for that to happen if you go to a pub, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. lets their hair down and has that's a bit right. of a chat, has a bit of a laugh. So that that's likely to happen. Yeah. I reckon at the, you know, the, at the, what was it? The, the, the uh, cannabis tour, mm. <laughs> I reckon may, maybe one or two people there might be just a little bit too glassy eyed yeah, to actually yeah, engage to, in a conversation. Engage, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't knows? want it to go, uh, you don't want to, I don't know, if you could also, it looks fun, but then if it's all, I don't know, about more about how they do it all and grow it all, it's it's yeah. interesting, but it's not very relevant. Unless, I mean, cannabis uh, business is really huge now. Like if yeah. you're in that space, then great, but you'd probably know about it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll make that decision and get that written in. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be fun. So that, that, that'd be my choices, you know, the, the quirky art experience just for the fun of it. And, but also just being around when people are letting their hair down and they're open to a good, good chat. Yeah. Know. Yeah, sounds good. I like it. Awesome. Now, well, that's. um, I'm hoping next week we can do an on on remote, on microconf sort of whatever you call it version. Yeah, nice. (laughs) So we'll see how we go. I reckon you're gonna have a ball, Cole. I hope uh, you know. I hope you have a great flight. I hope you have a good trip. And yeah, just enjoy yourself, mate. Really make the most of it. Definitely, um, definitely worth it. I mean, I was last time I was international was two days before Australia lockdown, and I was in. Denver. So I flew out of there just as the world shut down and now I'm going back. So yeah. Yeah. Sounds cool. Cool, Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Like always, remember to reach out. You can always, uh, especially with this new mini series coming up, hit us up on uh, Push to Prod Pod on Twitter um, or send us email at the same sort of address at gmail.com. We're always after your suggestions for topics and questions. And you can also find me on Twitter at Gomo and Dan at Mr. Dan Miller. So until next time, Dan, have a good week, mate, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks, Cole, mate. Take it easy and all the best on your trip. And thanks, everyone, for listening tonight. We'll talk to you and see you next time.